Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Midtown and Rebound podcast network, all part of the Fans First Sports Network. We're recapping game one of the NBA playoffs, Eastern Conference first round between the Knicks and the Cavaliers. We're recapping every game. I think we've mentioned this a little bit last episode. We're a little bit late to the party here. Game two is tomorrow, but we do want to get some thoughts on game one as the Knicks came out 101 to 97 winners in Cleveland in game one of the Eastern Conference first round. Just to reiterate, we're going to be recapping every game of the postseason for the Knicks. It'll be like a 10 to 15, maybe a 20 minute max podcast after every game, or at least before the next game. And we're excited to break it down. Again, Sean St. Jacques here with you. Hope you all enjoyed, by the way, the last podcast we did. Got to team up with the people at That's Rather Cavalier. Great crew over there. Also part of the Fans First Sports Network. So shout out to Tate, Big G, and the entire crew over there. Che Diggs and company, BP. Excited to have talked with them. We'll hopefully get to do that once again later on in the series. Okay. Game one in Cleveland, we knew going in the Knicks needed to get a split in Cleveland. They do that job in game one. Knicks are off to a great start. I think what really helped the Knicks in a tough environment, right? I think Cleveland, at times, people forget about how good that environment is. I always forget the name of that arena now, Rocket Mortgage something. I I don't remember, but Cleveland's got great fans. They always have. It's it's always going to be a raucous environment for any sport going to Cleveland, but the Knicks really acquainted themselves extremely well in this game, I thought. And the first quarter, we saw what the leadership qualities of Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle are. They set the tone early on in the game. And Jalen Brunson ends up being the Knicks star of the night at 27 points. Julius Randle had 19, but he had 10 rebounds, four assists. He had two steals. Seems like every Nick starter except for maybe Quentin Grimes had at least two steals in the game the Knicks were everywhere in the first quarter defensively that would carry over throughout most of the game 
Cleveland was going to make a run. We always thought they were when they were down in this game. I, I, everyone I was texting while the game was going on, we just kept saying, when's the run going to happen? When is Cleveland going to get back into this game? Because the Knicks at one point were in pretty good control, especially in the third quarter. They looked in pretty good shape to win the game. The run came in the fourth, and Donovan Mitchell had 38 points. He had eight assists. He had five rebounds. But what the Knicks did well is they kept the supporting cast in check. Darius Garland was the second leading scorer. He had 17 points on 13 shots. That's exactly what the Knicks would have hoped for. And the good news is the Knicks were able to hold on in the fourth quarter. Julius Randle makes a couple of crucial plays down the stretch. So did Josh Hardy at a big three late in the fourth quarter. I mean, just about everybody made at least one big play for the Knicks in this game. I thought Hartenstein was good. Josh Hart had 17 points, by the way, 10 rebounds. That's exactly why the Knicks brought him into this fold. I, I you know, I thought really the maybe the biggest disappointment of the night was R.J. Barrett. He only had seven points. He was two of 12 shooting from the field. The Knicks have so much firepower. You, you throw out Randall and Brunson every night, they're going to put up big performances. But Josh Hart was the one that picked up the slack with the scoring. He is a Josh of all trades, dare I say. He's just been tremendous. You got to give him a lot of credit for what he was able to do in game one. And the Knicks needed all those points. They needed to hold on at the end. They did. Donovan Mitchell was Donovan Mitchell. But when you look at the rest of that supporting cast, the Knicks can win games if they limit the other talent that Cleveland has at their disposal. That's what they did in game one. And now, before we look ahead to game two, I will say this as well, but can the Knicks get greedy? And we will talk about that in a a little bit, but that becomes the next question because the Knicks have what they came to get. They needed to get one in Cleveland to have a really good shot at winning this series. They did it. Game two on Tuesday night, can they double their money and take a commanding 2-0 series lead back to the Garden for what would be a huge Game 3. Want to give Grimes and quickly a, a bit of a look here as well. Didn't play well. When you look at the stats, five points for Grimes, three for quickly. Quickly struggled mightily from the field. All of his points actually came from the free throw line. But they still were cogs in the machine. They were still making the extra pass. They were fighting like hell on defense. They still made an impact in the game when they got minutes. I mean, quickly played 24 minutes. He was plus eight in the plus minus. Grimes started. He played 27 minutes. He was plus 10, despite having a really, really rough night shooting the ball, as did quickly. They still did what they had to do to help the Knicks cause. So really important stuff there. And Mitchell Robinson continues his great defensive run. It wasn't great offensively from him, but defensively. And, and I remember talking with the Cleveland Cavaliers crew about this. Mitchell Robinson, when he's healthy, is one of the best defensive bigs in the NBA. And I think he had some glimpses of that once again in game one of this series. He can be extremely difficult to deal with. So I think overall, Tom Thibodeau has to be thrilled. I mean, you have to be thrilled with the way the Knicks handled game one. They were not scared of that crowd. They were ready from the jump. And and I think one thing that gets that maybe wasn't talked about a lot going into this series, and again, it's one game. There's a long way to go. Knicks need to win three more to advance. But the Knicks have been good on the road all year. You know, remember Cleveland's got a really good home record. 
I think if you include this postseason game, I think it's just their 10th home loss of the season, something like that. So they're very good when they play on their home floor. But the Knicks are one of the best road teams in the Eastern Conference. They've shown that year in and year out. And maybe not year in and year out, but they've shown that game in and game out, really, is what I should say. This season has been consistent. This season has been consistent on the road for the Knicks. So that mentality, when they go on the road feeling like they can win any game, that that carried over to Cleveland. So can they keep that up in game two? And, and, and again, the Knicks at times have struggled at home this season, but with Josh Hart there against big opposition, the Knicks have played well at the Garden. So we will see. We, we will have to wait and see how this plays out. But this was a big win for the Knicks because you snatch home court right away from a team with one of the best home records in the NBA. And again, last thing the Knicks want, right, is a game seven in Cleveland. That's the last thing that New York wants to have to deal with. This is the first step of avoiding that. Getting a win on their home on Cleveland's home floor and setting up setting it up to maybe win in five or six. Now, five would be ambitious. Cleveland's very good. Donovan Mitchell, we have definitely not heard the last from him. But if you can get it to six games and you got a chance to close it out at the Garden, I think the Knicks would take that. This is the first step to getting that chance. So big win for the Knicks. Brunson was great. Randall was phenomenal. Great performance from Josh Hart. He was tremendous. And the Knicks got enough from their supporting cast around them to close out a four-point road win and take a one-game-to-nothing lead in the best-of-seven first round against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Looking ahead to game two, I I do want to just say this. Yes, the Knicks have what they came for, but against a good team like Cleveland, you want to put them away when you get the chance. Donovan Mitchell is a cat with nine lives, especially in the postseason. When his Utah Jazz teams have been knocked out, they have been dropped to the floor. You need to knock them out. The Knicks have a chance to land a big blow here in game two on Tuesday night a really big opportunity to take a stranglehold of the series with two games at the Garden coming up on the back end here of this Tuesday night game, you have a chance to take full control of this series. Will the Knicks get greedy and seize that opportunity? That is what Tom Thibodeau is going to try and get out of his guys. I know the Knicks will be ready to go. They're going to be very confident coming off this game. At times, the Knicks, even with the full complement available, they've been a bit streaky. This could be a chance for the Knicks to win the next two games and maybe take complete command of the series. Cleveland will be ready. I mean, I mean, the, it, it was rocking in game one. It's going to be revved up again in game two. It's a must-win game. Cleveland knows they need to have it or this series can get away from them very quickly. So it's a do-or-die game without being a do-or-die game for the Cavs. But for the Knicks, they've got to treat it like a do-or-die game because if they get it, if they get it, they're 2 nothing up, and they've got the Garden for two more coming up later in the week. So Tibbs and company are going to be—they're going to need to match that intensity that Cleveland's going to play with. They're going to be desperate. Cleveland's going to be desperate to even this series. The Knicks have got to get off to a good start like they did in Game 1. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And try to use that defensive acumen that they've been able to acquire throughout the season to close out a very, very tough Cavs team and try to go up two games to none in this series. Before we go, I just want to do a quick little recap uh, from around the rest of the league. I'll, I'll try to do this as much as possible throughout the postseason. Obviously, Knicks come first and foremost around here, but I do want to at least touch on a couple of the other games we saw. How about the Heat? Giannis and, and Tyler Hero both now dealing with injury problems. Sounds like Tyler Hero could be out for the rest of the postseason. Giannis, I think, is still up in the air. We'll see. But the Heat go to Milwaukee, and they win 130-117 to 117 in Game 1. You give a playing team a chance. I mean, this is what can happen. Miami now has home court advantage throughout the rest of the series. That's a big win for them. Business as usual for Boston against Atlanta. A lot of people have said the Hawks are not going to lay a glove on the Celtics in this series. If game one was any indication, they might be right. Celtics won by 13. They did it rather convincingly. So did the Sixers over the Nets. I thought this series was a dark horse to be kind of interesting. Game one has made me take a step back on that. Sixers won by 20. They never really had any issues. Brooklyn is just a, sh- a shamble, a, 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 a shadow of their former selves, whatever you want to say. They, they've just fallen apart this year because of the leavings of Durant and, and Kyrie. For better or for worse, they're just not the same team. And the Sixers are better. They're way, way better than them. They showed that in game number one. We looked at the Knicks already. How about the Denver Nuggets? They get a good matchup in the first round against a Timberwolves team that has not really been up to snuff for most of the year due to injuries. And I watched that game live on Monday night, or I should say on Sunday night. Holy bleep, can they get going? They are a really tough team to deal with if they're clicking. Multiple players on that team can carry them through a game besides Nikola Jokic. And man, when they're shooting their threes, They are tough to stop. They won by 29 over the Minnesota Timberwolves in game one. John Morant gets hurt in game one between the Lakers and the Grizzlies. Austin Reeves and company take advantage. They go on a big, big late run in the fourth. They win it 128-112. And all of a sudden, things are not looking so nice in Memphis, Tennessee. Give the Sacramento Kings some credit. Give the Kings a little coin to work with. How about that win by Sacramento over the defending champion Golden State Warriors? Arguably the best game of the first round so far. Maybe not arguably. It was a whale of a game. It came down to the last shot. Steph Curry, a three to tie it. It didn't fall. And the Kings gain a huge jolt of confidence going into game two with a chance to take a commanding 2-0 lead against the champs before the scene shifts to the Bay Area for game three. The Kings light the beam. They're coming. We'll see if they can keep it going. Another candidate for game of this of the first round so far. Clippers 115, Suns 110. Russell Westbrook, remember him? Remember that guy? Had some huge plays down the stretch in Phoenix in game one. Kawhi had 38. The Clippers showed how deep they are, how talented they are. And if they play like that throughout the postseason, not only are they going to get past a Suns team that just doesn't have 
the chemistry and camaraderie with all those stars on the team, they could give Denver or whoever they face in the next round and in, in, in the future a lot of problems. Make no mistake about that. The Clippers could really be one of the teams that no one's talking about right now that we could see get to the end here in this crazy, crazy Western Conference playoffs. That's going to do it for this brief recap of the first round of the NBA playoffs so far. We will be back for game two to recap Knicks and Cavs, and we'll keep you updated on the rest of the postseason moving forward as well. This is roughly how it's going to be, 10 to 15, maybe 20 minutes tops, looking back at the Knicks and Cavs series, and hopefully moving forward more series after that, and the rest of the NBA playoffs. Thanks as always for listening, and we will talk to you all soon on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Midtown and Rebound podcast network all part of the fans first sports network family have a good week everybody and enjoy more nba playoff basketball